This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 661, Comic Reviews, the week of Wednesday, March 13th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 661. It's our Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, March 13th. Recording this uh, much later than that on March 22nd. So it's been a little while since comics came out from the 13th. So uh, let's have one last look back at the week that was, and then we'll we'll be able to move on for the releases from the week of uh, Wednesday, March 20th. So going back to the 13th, uh, there's a lot of books that came out. Some of the highlights include Age of Conan, uh, I guess, Bellet, Queen of the Black Coast, number one. One, Age of X-Men, Apocalypse and the Extracts, Age of X-Men, The Marvelous X-Men, As Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers No Road Home, issue number five, Catwoman, Dead Man Logan, Hawkman, Justice League Dark, The uh, Magnificent Miss Marvel, Marvel's Annotated, number two, uh, Old Man Quill, Robin Hood, sorry, Robin Hood, Red Hood, Outlaw, uh, Runaways, Shuri, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, Spider-Man Deadpool, Star Wars Age of the Republic, uh, General Grievous, Star Wars Han Solo, Imperial Cadet, uh, Supergirl, The Batman Who Laughs, The Grim Knight, uh, The Flash, Titans, Tony Stark, Iron Man, Uncanny X-Men, Winter's End, Wonder Twins, Wonder Woman, X-23, and X-Force. Woo! That is a lot of books. So what did I get a chance to read? Uh, I read four. I read uh, the first one that we're going to talk about is uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 17. I really enjoyed this. Um, probably a little inappropriately. I think, did I read this one to my son? No, I don't think so. It was a different one. I was thinking, I read a book to my son, but I couldn't remember which book it was. But I'm like, it couldn't have been this book. This book's a little too intense. Uh, so let's talk about Amazing Spider-Man 17. This is the beginning of, uh, of Hunted. That's uh, part one. It's written by Nick Spencer, artwork by... Uh, Humberto Ramos, Victor Alazaba on inks, and Edgar Delgado on colors, with letters by virtual calligraphies Joe Caramagna. Uh, this was a very enjoyable start to a storyline. Um, I'm not always Ramos's fan, the biggest fan. Uh, I think sometimes he's really good for Spider-Man, and sometimes not. Um, more often than not, I think he really nailed this. Uh, there's some really good artwork in this issue. Um, and uh, just the, the pacing of the story, uh, it really kind of hits the ground running. Uh, there's a lot moving on here. Uh, I feel like you do have to read 16.HU, so I feel like it's not as easy as just having an issue that's not as important. It's pretty important to understand exactly uh, how Peter ended up in this in this position. Uh, but there's, there's there's a lot to enjoy here. Uh, it's dark, definitely for foreboding. Uh, it feels like Spencer's been like, obviously been seeding and building up to this for quite some time. Uh, so I'm excited to kind of see where they go from from here. Um, and it definitely kind of throws things out its head. With you know, you have these people uh, outfitted with all this weaponry to go hunting for these uh, animal-themed villains or sorry characters, not necessarily just villains. Uh, you have Spider-Man's kind of been—he's already sick, and then he gets drugged and beaten and, and lands in this place, and now he's in his black costume, which is what he was wearing during Kraven's original last hunt. Um, there's a, a brutal battle here between Kraven's youngest or Kraven's sur- surviving clone, uh, which is very. Uh, well put together as well. There's just a lot to enjoy here. Um, even Craven just being in a suit and talking to Black Hat seemed really badass as well. And it just feels like it, it does fit with the narrative that ever since you had Craven's last hunt, whenever anyone uses Craven, they use him much more regally. They use him having much more of a sense of honor. Um, I always hear the voice from the Spider-Man animated series because it definitely adds to that sensibility. Uh, whereas I feel like if you read anything, any Craven appearances 
prior to that, he just feels like a different character. Uh, and maybe he was. And maybe he you know, was modified and changed a little bit by JMS. Uh, sorry, no, JMS. JMD. Oh, my God. Um, but I think that was something that was obviously for the best and stuck. And it's the, the interpretation of Craven the Hunter people like now. Um, and this just feels like it really n- nails that. Uh, so Ramos, like when you first have that full shot of... Um, of the Craven Hunter, and he's standing in, in like this suit, and there's just it's just so imposing and so intimidating, and he looks like he's 18 feet tall, but not in a, a not in a ludicrous way, and it, but it really sells the menace of the moment. Um, this was this was an exquisite read. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a nine. You know, hell, uh, do I think it was as good as the HUV issue? No, I think that was better. I think they had better art, uh, or at least art that I better is a subjective term. I mean, I I think that the art I probably preferred the art in the HU even though there's nothing wrong with the art here either it's it's still very strong uh, next up we have Superman number 9 uh, which is kind of continuing the story of what happened to John Kent uh, this is written by Brian Michael Bendis the artwork on this issue is by let's see Ivan Reis does pages 1 to 7 and 15 Brandon Peterson on pages 8 to 14 and 16 to 22 and then on inks you have Joe Prado on uh, Reis and Albert Claire Albert Oh, sorry. Actually, I'm, I'm wrong here. Brandon Peterson did his own, I guess, inks. And then on the first five pages of Race, uh, those are by Prado. And then a page by Auclair Albert. And then, I guess, one page, based on the numbering, that Race would have inked himself. And then uh, Albert comes back for... Uh, oh, no. No, sorry. I apologize. So Joe Prado did zero to, 1 to 5 and 7. So, okay. So he... Anyways, so uh, Brandon Peterson does his own uh, inking, but uh, Ray's gets some help from uh, Prado and Albert. Uh, Alex Sinclair uh, does the colors, and that's pretty evident that when you look at it, this feels like an Alex Sinclair coloring job. It looks fantastic. And letters are by Josh Reed. Um, this was interesting. Uh, definitely interesting. Uh, you have this, first of all, you start with this kind of vision, and then you kind of move into what's actually going on with John explaining where he was, the reality he ended up in. Uh, it didn't quite jive for me, just because we've seen, like, you know, Forever Evil was, was it Forever Evil? And I can't even remember all the storylines that have happened in DC history. But I just felt like that was where we had this version of the character, and I thought their universe was kind of being destroyed and was very different than... We see here, but you know it's a, it's a crime syndicate story. That's fun. Um, not a huge fan of the Peterson art, though. I think that really kind of was a detractor for me. Uh, it didn't feel very strong. There's a, the page, the very end here, um, when you have Superwoman kind of confronting uh, um, uh, John. It didn't quite work for me. The, just the the musculature, the the angle, the some of the lines on her body, like it just. Just looked weird. Um, the art really kind of for me suffered when it was Peterson drawing it. I used to love Peterson. I still like Peterson at that time. It just didn't feel like his strongest work. Um, the storyline was okay. It definitely you know sold the idea that you know what John had to go through, and I thought that was compelling. But there's a lot. It's basically just a long extended flashback at this point, and uh, it, de- it definitely does feel like there's no narrative thrust moving forward. Um, I almost would have rather had like a, a John miniseries all about where he went, and then kind of you know wind weave him back into the main story. Uh, it just feels like there's, there's no real momentum here because we're just doing flashback stories, um, which, you know, is okay, but it's, you know, it, you have no momentum. 
Uh, I'm going to give the issue a seven. Uh, next up, we have Punisher number nine, uh, which remains darkly entertaining. Uh, this is The War in Begalia, part four, by Matthew Rosenberg and Zyman Kodransky, with uh, Antonio Fabella on colors, and uh, virtual calligraphy's Corey Pettit on uh, letters. Uh, this was very enjoyable. This is like basically, um, we've had the breakout, and now what happens next, and how crazy is it as everyone kind of is responding to the breakout. You have a cool battle between Punisher and Taskmaster, which feels very earned uh, and definitely very badass. Um, the colors, again, in this book really work, uh, especially when they highlight Zemo's, uh, I guess, head sock, <laughs> which is always uh, really cool. Uh, very thrilling, uh, exciting, um, almost shades. At the very end, when you have the Punisher tank, it kind of reminded me of the idea of having Batman having his tank in Dark Knight Returns. Uh, this was very cool. And again, it's such a big story um, to kind of get us to this point. But I'm really enjoying the ride. Rosenberg is not steered us wrong with regards to the, to the Punisher so far. And last but not least, we have Winter Soldier. This is issue four by Kyle Higgins and Rod Reese. And this is so good. Um, I'm just really enjoying the art uh i'm enjoying the story uh this you know the idea of redemption of having this character who's kind of like winter soldier's bucky and having you know his father come back into his life kind of dealing with what what does this mean where is it going to go uh it's just so thrilling so exciting and then the ending is really like oh shit how are they going to get out of this one uh how is you know the the kind of the the bucky proto uh, not the proto bucky that we've seen developed how is he going to take what happens um I, I just find these issues have been so in- gripping. Uh, the storytelling has been so strong. Uh, the characterization is so deep. And you really feel like you get these characters and you understand these characters and you want to see... Like, you, you get so enveloped into their world and that is a mark of a, an excellent writer. Like, I care about these characters. I care what happens next. And I care that, you know, you have these two characters who are going to come blows and it's it's going to suck because they could actually find what they're missing in each other if it wasn't for this, this X factor, this other point on the triangle that comes in who's really fucked up. Um, so I, this, was, this was great. And I'm going to give it a, a nine again. I have really so surprised in the nicest way because not that I don't love Winter Soldier but this is not necessarily the story I expected to see and it's so much better than what you might expect a Winter Soldier book to be because it's so much more about character and uh, really it's a small story but it's such an a gripping and enjoyable one and it feels like it really uh, it's paying off uh, everything it's kind of seeding into it so this has been so good so it's a 9 out of 10 so it's actually been a pretty good week 9, 7, 8, 9 pretty good uh, looking forward to next week uh, or at least the next re- next reviews episode we'll be recording um, some of the books we might be discussing include Age of X-Men Next Gen uh, Age of X-Men and Amazing Nightcrawler uh, Aquaman Avengers No Road Home Captain Marvel, Damage, Electric Warriors, Guardians of the Galaxy, Immortal Hulk, Jessica Jones, Purple Daughter, which is such a fantastic book, uh, Justice League, Marvel Spider-Man, City at War, Beat the Scrolls, Miles uh, Morales, Spider-Man, uh, Nightwing, Savage Sword of Conan, number three, uh, Star Wars, Teen Titans, Thor, Venom, West Coast Avengers, Wolverine, The Infinity Watch, um, Avengers, uh, Batman, Friendly Neighborhood, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Life Story, and Uncanny X-Men. So there's a lot of stuff that came out. Hopefully we'll be talking about at least five of those books in our next episode. So thank you for joining me for this episode. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and listen to us on Stitcher. Our next episode should be a Shazam uh, movie review. Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. It doesn't come out until like April 8th, Adam. You're crazy. Or April, I don't know, 5th or something. Uh, but um, I'm actually going to be lucky enough to uh, see it next week. 
Arsenal out next week. I'm, I'm seeing it tomorrow as I record this on the 23rd of March at a, kind of a, an early screening. I guess there's a lot of those going on around uh, North America, so I'm sure I'm not the only one who's going to that, but I'm excited to go watch Shazam and talk about it for the podcast. So that'll be our next episode. Um, again, thank you for joining me for this reviews episode. And uh, again, the next episode will be our, our look at Shazam. Uh, the episode after that will either be um, a Dumbo episode. Yeah, you heard me. I might actually on the podcast talk about Dumbo or it's going to be a conversation with Judd Winnick. I actually just had the immense pleasure of sitting down with Judd uh, for the last hour and having a great conversation for the podcast. So that'll either be coming your way on March 29th or April the 5th. So uh, look forward to that in your uh, your podcast feed in the next couple of weeks. Thanks again for joining me, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>